Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm declaring my independence. Independence from what? Why, negative thoughts and energy, of course. Chief among them, hate, division, and fear. You see, I know that we're all one, and together we can solve any problem, save our planet and each other. Please, join me as we come together as one and choose a better way to be. So now, let's begin with my independence report. And welcome, everybody, to my independence report. But really, this is the Lunch Club. This is Wednesday, and it's 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And our regular crew is here, Matt, Kayla J, Kayla May. <laughs> you're giving all sorts of I got up too early this morning. And uh, Eric Hall is with us, and we have a special guest star, and that is uh, Natasha Venter. How is everybody this morning? Good. Oh, good. <laughs> Don't trip over each other speaking. <laughs> I'm cooler today, thank God, you know. Oh, yeah. It's awfully warm the other couple of days, you know. It's just nice to get back to normal. Absolutely. Matt, does your home have a uh, air conditioning? Um, it has a fan that runs, and we were actually pretty cool. Just the windows and stuff open. It worked fine on the deck. Uh, it was okay. It was very survivable. And uh, I know, Natasha, you have air conditioning, don't you? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. No, my house, um, especially that last day on that Monday, I think my house reached 100. Oh, my gosh. And I that's will. with fans, and I have central, I have air that, you know, our heater, gas furnace, and I can put it on cool, and it's that air circulating, but we got slammed. I won. I was sitting here doing a podcast, and it was 111. Man, so it was it was nice and toasty. I went through lots and lots of uh, water that day. Yeah, and I even have a story about the time that it was time to open up the windows. A skunk decided to come around our house, and so we had to close up. About the time it was time to open up the doors, we had to close all our doors. <laughs> what a rude skunk, man. You had, it was the wrong timing. <laughs> you had a skunk emit his uh, his odorous self in front of not, your house. Not personally, but they get fair warning, so I took the fair warning. <laughs> uh, very good. Hey, Matt, I think, I think your special guest is here. Would you like to say hi? Is this Paulette? I'm willing to bet. We'll have to wait to see if she uh, confirms that or if she wants to go incognito. What on earth is hanging right behind you? Who? <laughs> it's a, it's off the light. What? Well, I don't know how he's moving it, but okay. <laughs> I haven't put anything up. Okay. Yeah, yes, Mad Paulette is here. So. <laughs> Pavlov's theory, we come to expect, and it's a nice thing. <laughs> hey, uh, the power of Christ compels you! <laughs> well, darn it, I told you this is why I was doing this the other day, Kevin. <laughs> uh, Poor, poor thing. Kayla has a problem because she's not used to smiling this much or laughing this much, and so her jaw hurts by the time we're done. 
Nutcrackers is going to be the same way today. I needed this. You don't know how much I've needed this. Thank you, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, gosh. So, Matt, what are we going to talk about today? I think we unanimously agreed to do haunted houses, haunted places. Am I correct? uh, You are correct, sir. That's right. I remember this. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You set that up, Eric. You know that. (laughs) (laughs) And I wasn't going to say anything. I I don't know. I I just figured it was just part of the the, the gang. (laughs) 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 Thanks, Paulette. She's vigorously shaking her head at Eric. Now, three or four of you. Now, I guess I'm gonna. I'm not gonna take the lead on this one because three or four of you all have had um, experiences with with spirits. I haven't. Eric has probably got the most fun one uh, or scary one, depending <laughs> upon how you want to look at it. But, but uh, Matt, lead us off, would you? Okay, I'm going to be brief because I know this panel has an awful lot to throw in. It's going to be great. Growing up, I would see little things. And in high school, we went to see a friend's grandmother's house that claimed to be haunted. But then we saw a door open by itself, and that kind of put a chill there. And so throughout my life, I've seen such things. I don't know the why behind it, but everybody listening, they've got personal stories. They've seen a, what was that? So right now I'm going to hand the torch to anyone else. Okay, I'll do it. Um, Delta Rehab, when I was working in um, the brain injured facility, uh, taking care of people as a nursing assistant, I was in the restroom with one of my clients well, there were three clients in one of my coworkers. Well, we're assisting them in the restroom. And next thing we know, the bathroom sink turns on by itself and shuts off by itself. And the energy in the room just felt so energetical, I would say, and very intense. But you got the feeling like, okay, we're here turning the water on. Now you notice me. Now I'm gone. Huh. It's a hygienic spirit. Yeah. Very active one. <laughs> now, Natasha, you, you were telling us before we went on the air that you grew up in a haunted house. Explain that. Well, my dad was very intuitive, too. So, and my house, I grew up in a house in the early 1900s. We, I grew up with always this noise all through the house. I, I hated going to the bathroom downstairs. And then you would see people in like the um, 1980 garb. And I, I grew up with hearing three footsteps and feeling like somebody was going like this around my bathroom, uh, my bedroom door. So, yeah, you know how many Hail Marys I said when I was growing up <laughs> just to be feel protected. <laughs> it's creepy, man. It's creepy. Uh, yeah. So, it's so peeking around that's disturbing. Especially when you're four, <laughs> you know? five, seven years old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very. You know, there, there's something about not being able to see something as opposed to seeing something that makes it even more terrifying. So, so your your friend that comes at night, Eric, can you see them? Her, I, you know, I get impressions of her. 
and she's this uh, older woman. She strikes me as, I, I can't even age her, but if I had to, I'd 15. say 70 plus, long gray hair, you know, past shoulder length. Um, she, I would say she's Germanic, Germanic, German descent. And she wears uh, longer dresses with a white lace over overcoat, over like a shawl sort of thing. And she usually walks from my closet through the room out the door. And she'll kind of gaze at me as she walks by. And it's always a little bit creepy when she does that because the time that she spends to walk from the closet to the bedroom is a little bit slower than an average person would walk. So Did that's you... a little bit disturbing itself. You know how when people sort of uh, get in that creep mode and you can see they're a little bit of a stock, like a cat stock something? Mm -hmm. It, it evokes that sort of, you know, feeling. Mm -hmm. And and she's you... spun my bed before. Amongst uh, yeah, other and, and she 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 touched me. <laughs> talking about if we're talking about if we're talking about little things she 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 touched me <laughs> so so I, I i really wanted to call you out on that eric because you said that when you walked from the closet to the door it kind of creeped you out a little bit yeah when you see it happen three or four times you know it's it's a little bit less creepy after the first time, I mean, it's still creepy, but it's not as creepy. You know, you kind of get that's what this thing does. Have you ever thought? Now, I know you, you asked Natasha for advice um, on that. Natasha, what did you what did you come up with? Who was that? Well, you know, after the because I you called in on a radio show. And so I got one impression. But, you know, things are moving so quickly on the radio that I didn't get the full impression until after you hung up. And it was like going, Ew. no, she is um, she's a great cloaker. And Kayla cloaker. would kind of, you know, cloak. cloak. She cloaks herself. So she presents herself as one thing, but she's not. And so with that, that you really want to set up boundaries. You want to put, actually, I would put something in your closet and, and shut that door. She's got that door. She used to be part of that area. Um, and she used to, I feel like she used to be either a prostitute or something like that. But she dealt with black magic. Well, she she was doesn't in know how magic. to finish what she started. So she was a yeah, lousy you know, prostitute. She was a <laughs> So she's into black magic. So you need to oh. you need to do something that is because she's manipulator, and so you want to make sure that you do something. And and we can talk. It's not for here, but I can help you get some tools and do some things off air. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about it here because I don't want to take up too much time. It's so interesting <laughs> because I, I get the sure. impression that she may be the wife of the person who built this because I understand they had a very difficult relationship. An owner of the property. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Although, yeah. although Natasha said that she was a shapeshifter and could take, so it actually was with the real appearance of this, of this entity, it looks like uh, very similar to Danny DeVito. And so when he was touching oh, your God, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> a while back, we talked that about me out. You call it loved it. <laughs> A while back, we talked about right succubus. 
Yes. <laughs> Sorry. And the reason why is that I've had several visits from that entity. And so how I know it was is because I described it to people like yourself, Natasha, who know these things. When you get visited by something like that, and it's happened three times, but not in my last two residences, it seemed like to introduce itself where I just moved and then it would do what it does. Uh, how do you explain that? Well, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't catch that, Kayla. I said, I think they're just letting you know that they're there. Mm -hmm. They're appearing. Yeah. Well, it was following. It was the same thing I had in several different dwellings. It's a connection Whoa. to you. Yeah. It's a grandmother. It follows you from one property to another? It did it for three residences about God. six or seven years ago. Uh, do we understand what that is when we talk about succubus? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it, happened, uh, it happened one night. In a, do, you, do you know, Kevin? No, I haven't got a clue. Okay, Natasha, can you give a you'd give a better explanation than I would? Oh, why don't you start out because I love to get to your perspective. Okay, it is basically a spirit or something that um encounters you at night and performs sex on you, but it lasts for quite a while. And when I it happened early morning, and when I woke up and it's kind of daylight, it was still physically going on with me for a couple minutes. That had happened at three different residences, only once at each one. And then the last two places I've lived that hasn't happened. But I was told that it is something that follows types and kind of like is leaving a mark, so to say. But if you could, from that point forward, give a better explanation for the why behind it. Did she leave some money on the dresser? No, it would be the other way around. <laughs> you had something that it was attached to, and you have not kept that. Apparently so. You didn't keep it? <laughs> no, an item. You know, like, uh, oh. like, like, oh, like yeah. an item. <laughs> and, like and you, and, and, I mean, I know how yeah, you feel and, after and, Daddy yeah, DeVito. <laughs> That's I know how you like, feel. Like, do I want to actually say what I know? <laughs> no, but you had something that it was attached to, an, an item. And they do that. They attach to things. And and you carried that attachment, that thing that it was attached to, and then you, re, you um, got rid of it. So it's having fun with whoever else got that item that you got rid of. Uh, so with that, the, that, that's why it's not bothering you anymore. But you were open to having, you're very intuitive about things. And so you open the door without really knowing it. And that's the thing when people are very intuitive or spiritually opened, that they walk into things like this. They grab on, they ha get something without cleansing it before they bring it into the house. And then they end up having something in their house. You most, know, of my items, most of my possessions were given to me as gifts. This shirt I have is from an old hotel I work at. My furniture and stuff, I'm helping mm -hmm. somebody with a yard sale. They want to get rid of it. I'll take it. So all of my stuff has history from somewhere else. I can understand that. I, I can You look at my house, and that's 90% of my house, too. So I can understand that. But there's that fine line between saying, I want the item, but not what's attached. <laughs> so. you, don't, you don't suppose that your, your real name is uh, John Wayne Bobbitt, do you? <laughs> 
Because it's no longer attached. <laughs> but then they can read it. <laughs> I, I, I apologize, Lord, for making a joke like that. It's just not a You're going to bring back a heat wave, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's funny. So, so but uh, um, Matt, you also are quite uh, um, um, a student of finding, and, and Kayla, too, you both like to look at and go to. Kayla went to a haunted place just last week. So you like to go to haunted places in the Northwest, don't you? Where are some of these places? Well, myself or Kayla? Yeah, Matt, go ahead. Okay. Um, What I do is I will look them up on the internet. I will just write like haunted places, whatever, and hit a town that it lights up and I go from there. And so whatever direction I'm going, there is something out there. And when I go to hotels, 100% of the time, Somebody will speak up and tell me a few stories along those lines. Along the lines of uh, the haunting? place is haunted. We've had some contact. It has made its presence known. A hotel I worked at in uh, Tukwila, we had women complaining that at night in the hallways something would brush against them. It would startle them, but it wasn't a violent blow or anything. And I'd worked there a couple years. And all of my female co-workers, they've all experienced it, but it doesn't seem to be a male thing. And then they would say that they would hear voices, like the room would get icy cold for a minute, and they would hear voices asking questions. But again, it was just the women population of this hotel getting it. I couldn't explain why. And I'd have guests come up to me, women, and I would play dumb like I've never heard that one before. I heard it all the time. Don't know the why behind it. Kayla? It's interesting. I just went to the Western State Penitentiary last weekend. Now, where is that? <clears throat> um, God, brain fart. Cedar Woolley. Cedar Woolley. It's actually, it's actually within walking distance from my house. Oh, wow. wow. If, if you want to walk about three miles. Oh, nice. And, and yeah. it's amazing. It's no longer a penitentiary, is that right? No, but it's it's got buildings where it's done, you know, group sessions. People who just couldn't be in like the school system, they would go there and then they would get um, rehab and, and help and that kind of thing. And and some I have not gone gone I'm one that it's like I work with spirits, I can work with dark entities. I've actually taken, you know, a you know a very dark entity out of like three or four homes. I don't need to go to, you know, these places <laughs> to find them. I, I do it in my work. So with that, that I choose not to, I go walking around the building and that's enough for me. So what did, did you see anything, Kayla? Well, I mean, out of the corner of my eye in one of the sunrooms, I saw like a black, you know, mist shadow went and looked in to see if it was like a cat or a raccoon, but there was nothing there. So, Definitely felt energy, though, and was communicating with people. Why do they stay? What's going on with all these people that are hanging around? They don't like to hang around me, apparently. But Residual that's- energy. Mm-hmm. They're attracted to places that um, either it was significant trauma or a very memorable place in life. Mm-hmm. Matt? I've been there a few times. In fact, I was there the other day, too. 
And among other things, they have a graveyard that is unmarked with just a lot of ashes thrown in, but again, unmarked. And then other graveyards throughout Everett, and I believe up north somewhere, they had an unmarked grave where they put even more ashes there. And so there's a lot of justice not there. And this was sort of like an asylum where many people who went there were deceived. They didn't know they weren't going to leave. And they were victims of experiments and so forth. They have an operating room there, and they also give tours. All right, what was that? Now, now, now I'm creeped out. <laughs> Sounds like a jet. Yeah, actually, um, it's the end of the month, and I live by Oak Harbor, so they do flyovers. Um, oh, at the end of the month. So, and then my window's open. I forgot to close my window. I'm sorry, but it was perfect timing, wasn't it? <laughs> that was a helicopter, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah, sometimes my my windows rattle. They come so close. Yeah. You know, it must be some intense residual energy. I know, you know, they talk about the Civil War battlefields and mm -hmm you know, how haunted they are and the intensity of those moments. Any battlefield, I imagine, is intense, you know. Uh, pick, pick any battlefield. And I, I've got to imagine that there's got to be residual energy if that's how we're going to refer to it. Yeah. Go ahead, Matt. You mentioned the Civil War. And recently I met a Civil War buff. And when he was told during one of their tours that the place was haunted at night, he kind of scoffed. One of the tour guides pulled him aside and said, stay the night with us. At <laughs> night, they took him out to the battlefield, the edge of it. They gave him a quarter, and they told him just to throw it as far as he could into the battlefield. Now it's dark, it's brushy, bushes, tall grass everywhere. He does that, throws it as far as he can, and he's waiting. And he says, now what? They said, remain quiet and don't move. About three minutes later, that quarter was thrown back at him. Oh, you got to be kidding me. Yes. God damn. They brought him there because they knew that was going to happen. See, that's wild. That's wild. So the entities had to have tactile, tactical, tactile um, dexterity enough to not only pick up a coin, but to throw it with enough accuracy and enough awareness who threw that in what direction to make that point. And were they making that point or is there some uh, energy response? You know, like a tardigrade will respond to atmospheric pressure. So are we talking about atmospheric pressures or are we talking about emotive pressures? We're talking about electromagnetic, electromagnetic energy fields. So there's something, of course, that we bring to these uh, different dimensions then, right? Because we have a spiritual side and that spiritual side, of course, has an energy that is tethering these uh, uh, residual energies. Well, well when, when you're talking about a space like that, you're talking about an, a land first, we're gonna go there, that has this impact moment. It's, it's very impactful with a lot of death, a lot of trauma, drama, and just residual energy that way. So then you have the, the repetitive energy that you'll see. Those are, the, those are the spirits that you keep seeing the walking the same path daily. That's residual time snap. 
Okay. But then you also have times when you have that collective energy and when people pass in moments of major life altering experiences like that, or they're in altered states like alcoholism or drug induced or something like that, or of not the right mind, which when you're in the battlefield, think about how right minded you stay. (laughs) You don't, especially when you're 16, 17, 18 years old, and you're seeing your best friend get his head shut off. You know, you don't stay sane very long. And so with that, that there's these spirits who don't realize that they're really past doing this. And so you have this collective energy that happens. So you can name anything that's happening on that ground. Yes, it's a real spirit who has a lot of energy because the land is electrified with that impact. And then you have the residual energy that keeps repeating, which is another electrical moment. And spirit works off of energy. That's where like, if you have a house full of spirits and you have kids in the house, you'll find that a lot of kids are sick because the those energies pull the from the kids because they're easier to do that. And then, then they'd be able to be more manipulative with things you know, like with um, water fountains or with um, throwing things back or moving balls or balloons or something like that. That's why you in like where you were saying, Kayla, people aren't in the right mind all the time. And so the, the spirits can pull energy from these people because they're not protected. Matt? A friend of mine who does a lot of family psychiatry, she has a lot of certificates in regards to mental health college degrees, everything. Her and her friend were in Yakima walking through a valley and could hear this yelling and ruckus and hoot and hollering. And they looked up on a ridge and they saw four guys in a Jeep going fast. It's kicking up dirt. And like, that's kind of odd. All of a sudden, the Jeep did a hairpin, turned 90 degrees and went straight down an embankment that was at least 45 degrees, if not longer steep. So they're watching this. It's going full bore, and just before it was going to meet the level ground and have a horrible crash, it disappeared. Mm-hmm. It disappeared, but the dust and dirt was still hazed throughout that part of the valley. They saw that. They kind of looked around, nothing. It's just as if it's a reenactment of something that might have happened there mm-hmm. at one time. It's, it's a replay. Yeah. So if they're in a in a death state, if they died traumatically, say for drinking in a car accident, um, hanging or falling off of the cliff, um, coming from my high school friends that I lost, you know, they are stuck in that time zone and they're reliving it. So it's extremely sad in reality, knowing that a spirit can be completely stuck in a traumatic death state. It's not fun. So I got a question for you guys then, because we all look at energy and we look at vibrational energy. And Eric, you said you said several words in the same sentence that I have no idea what you said. So I'm going to ask you because you seem to be a scientific guy. Um, If the energy is if the vibrational energy of of a spirit is higher than we can see, how is it possible that they can, as an example, uh, touch you and you can actually feel their touch. Don't they have to lower their vibrational energy to a point where they can actually take on substance? 
How can they throw a coin? How can they go and drive a truck if, and, and kick up dust? Can they lower their vibrational energy to actually re-engage with the physical world? Uh, that's, that seems weird to me. That's a good question. Well, it's just like sticking, sorry, it's just like sticking um, uh, electrodes in yogurt. You've seen that, seen that scientific you know, yeah. experiment. You stick electrodes into uh, like a yogurt and you have somebody think it and it does move the it does move the um the meter so it, it doesn't necessarily have to be you know it just has to have enough energy to move like i can do reiki across i can do reiki and you know kevin you'd probably feel it you know because it's that it's the energy perception going across and and kayla i know that sometimes spirits you know get trauma and stayed in a place but sometimes it's more the impact because i can feel that those boys didn't stay there they had guides and stuff that took them home but their energy impact stayed there so maybe you can say a co corner of their soul stayed in that energy field if that makes any sense to kind of clarify sometimes it can be happy you know it's like a, a moment in time sometimes they are stuck sometimes it's glimpse memories like of a house they lived in or a river they jumped into mm -hmm. or a lake they played at or a park or a pond it could be yes. a field it could be anything as long as it brought joy to their life at that point in time they can be brought back matt a hotel that i've stayed at over 50 times at ocean shores I've been going there for the past 30 years and every set of management got to know me in time. And I'd walk around like around midnight with coffee and busy with security. They all had the same story where they would see like ghost vacationers coming and going. They would see them either open the front door and come in or go through the front door, go through the lobby, but they're dressed as vacationers coming and going, but not acknowledging anyone. Sometimes the elevator opens and here they come or they walk through the elevator door or they hear steps coming down the stairs and absolutely nobody's there. But I've had 30 years of all of the employees tell me that they see that on occasion. And it's a happy place. I love hanging out there. I'm so still, why wouldn't spirits? Why wouldn't spirits want to have fun too? <laughs> I would. If I was allowed to go there after I went, I'd have fun. So now, could you see these individuals, or can they see them come and go? Yes, yes, they see them. It's just the sort of um, it's enough of a vision where they understand it's a ghost, but there is kind of a transparency about it. But they're just kind of going about their business, and it's like what Kayla said: it's a reenactment of a film or something. But it seems to be good old days. That's the impression we all got out of it. It wasn't frightening but they're not with us but they're certainly hanging out around here now so does that mean that they're they are still earthbound as a soul and so they haven't made the transition yet to the other side and they're just hanging around here or kayla any thoughts hold on i gotta write in here right now so i'll let oh, you okay. add to it really quick eric you know, I like the thought of spirits having fun. You know, I I have I've honestly haven't heard any stories of mischievously um, fun spirits. 
pretty much everything I've heard is is based on horror stories or incidentals, people walking by or something, which I interpret as creepy because, you know, when we don't know what something is and something doesn't seem to fit right, we think of it as creepy because we don't understand it. But I've never heard of uh, uh, ghosts doing things like coming up and uh, tricking you for the fun of it or doing something fun, like pulling a coin out of your ear, laughing at you and then <laughs> running. That would be great fun. You know, I'd consider that great fun. And, and I wish they'd do that. Oh, I, I would say no. <laughs> no? Maybe no. that would be creepy. I think, you know, if David Copperfield pulled a quarter out of my ear, I'd probably laugh. But if some unknown ghost came up, pulled a quarter out of my ear, I would lose the rest of my hair. Exactly. And wet my pants. <laughs> so I'm, I'm still stuck, kids. And if somebody can help me here, because I'm still stuck with uh, being able to have enough mass and enough energy in your in your aura or you so that you can actually pick up a <laughs> i have a thought i have a thought about that oh good yeah um i forget what the phrase is but tigers have this growl that they can project to their prey startle them and it sort of stuns them mm -hmm. and elephants can communicate through their feet for miles they will send these vibrations through on their feet and they'll pick up pick up another herd or whoever they're trying to communicate to so these are unseen you know even though it's very close to music these are our abilities that are not seen and probably not heard by the rest of us but obviously it's an ability that exists because it's a tool to those creatures exactly okay so, so kevin look at it as how derek said yesterday on the podcast that the vibration frequency is in the purr of a cat and in the um, bees when they are flapping, like the purr of a bee. So think of like a hummingbird when they're flapping their wings. So in that dimension and in that energy frequency, like the purr, that's the frequency that they're tapping into. We're surrounded in a radio frequency. It's AM, it's FM, it's all over. It's just a matter of tapping into that frequency that just drifts by. That makes sense, Matt. The Navajo Indians had a very fascinating documentary recently about Kayla's topic. And they said, our ancestors, they're here. They're just on a different frequency. Mm -hmm. yep. they're, they're with the animals. They're with the eagles. They're with the hawks. They're with the little ladybugs and hummingbirds and little you know, cockroaches. They're with every living animal. It's a matter of how you perceive it. If you get a spirit guide book and look and actually take the time to read what they're trying to tell you, you can get so much from your ancestors, let alone the spirit ones, the animals. Natasha, does that mean then that when we say the other side, we don't really mean the other side because they are everywhere. It's just a matter of vibrational energy. It's, it's kind of that other side of, of the physical skin. It's, the, it's just the other side. I know the other side, you know, they don't have the physical skin. So it's just that other side. They're not of physicality. You mm -hmm. like I'm getting the picture of, you know, when a tree falls, we know a tree makes sound. We know it makes vibration, but if you're not there, you don't really feel it. You don't really know it, but you, you do have that understanding that there's still that vibration when it happens, even though you're not there. So it's just, 
they are on the other side, but the other side is just on on the shadow of our eyes. It's it's just the it's just that moment where they're not necessarily in physicality, even though they can make themselves pretty pretty solid sometimes. So that means that if somebody has the ability to lower their vibration enough so that they can become visible to us in in some manner or form, they may still be in quote unquote heaven, but they're here on the other side and it's just a matter of their vibration they're able to lower it. It's no, like yeah, no? They're they're here. It's kind of like a, a light bulb being off and then you give it more power so it becomes dimmer brighter. Switch. It's it's the, it's the dimmer switch. And so it just means that they they need something to support them. So either there's like a, um, like a porthole in a house, a portal in the house that, that gives them more energy to conduct their energy or, or they tap into someone, you know, that's why we get kind of the, that, that electrical feeling is because they're, they're with us and they're, they're, we're supporting that. Or they've just been here long enough. There's some haunted places where they've been there long enough that they know, know how to manipulate their own energy to become more solid when they need to. Matt. Kayla, a while back, I addressed you with this question. I am greatly fascinated and absolutely love the Native American culture and respect their land, which is actually this entire country because they're the landlords, we're the tenants here, and especially their sacred places such as their burial grounds. Every one of us have heard a lot of stories about taboo if you trespass on Indian burial grounds. And I've met people that have heard voices, could hear the song and dance, the fire cracking around them. And then later they were told that they had actually walked over burial grounds. Kayla, what could you share with us on that? I, I feel like if you don't go into a burial ground with good intentions, you don't bring amethyst, hematite, or some kind of an offering to them, you're not welcome. Don't go. Do not go. Do not mess with them unless you want some kind of curse upon your ass. Do not go there. <laughs> Don't. You have respect a way with words them. like that. Yeah, respect them. For gosh <laughs> sakes, they respected us for how many years and we toppled over them like they were nothing. We need to respect them. Even though they are not here, they are still here. They're around us just, they're visibly, okay, they're not visibly around us. They may be in my mind's eyes and Natasha's mind eyes, visibly around us at all times. So think of yourself in Seattle walking around, right? You see all those people. I look at them like they're ants all over the place in Seattle. No offense, Seattle. But that's how I look at in perceived spirits. I can see them on um, country lands or Pre, you know, previous states, trains, any anywhere I can perceive them. So just don't take advantage of them. They're around us all the time. They'll let you know. Natasha, do you concur with that? Being a being a psychic medium, <laughs> I totally concur with that. That there's many times when I do a session with someone and I see rows and rows and rows and rows and rows and rows and rows, and I can't tell you how many rows of mm -hmm. spirit behind them, guides, loved ones, history. And it's not necessarily that their great, 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 great grandmothers stay there, but the energy is there to support them and mm -hmm. their, their knowings and their value. And so there's that residual energy of, I'm putting a stamp into your DNA 
to be recognized for who you are. And that's that residual energy that I see. And it's just, it's amazing how much, like this room behind me, you may see as empty. Oh, but it isn't. <laughs> it's not. You know, there's such major spirit. Like I'm going to have to move soon because the stone that's behind me is throwing off a lot of energy and I don't want to go into La La Land. <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things. Eric, opinion, please. You're sitting there writing stuff down. Well, <clears throat> I keep thinking there was an episode of Star. I'm sorry, but I, I keep thinking of an episode of Star Trek. Which one? Which one? Which one? I wish I could remember the name of it, but it's one where Kirk gets the babe. That narrows it down. And <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's brought on board to this ship, and they're the only ones he and this woman. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Down the, the, the aisles and everything, and they can hear this hum. And they he turns everything off, and he can still hear this hum. And then the lights come up into one of these uh, black windows, and there's all these people, you know, lined up looking at them. And, and you know, and then the light shuts off, and everything goes back to normal. But he's creeped out, and, and the woman tries to just play it off like it's normal. So I keep getting an impression that, that this is how our lives are really like. We've got all these people around us all the time. And um, we've got this skin, uh, like uh, Natasha said, you know, we've got this skin that sort of puts us into this world where we think we're alone. And, you know, I find some security in that, to be honest. Because if I had to be with all of these souls all of the time in the current tools that I have with this body, I don't know if I could take that kind of psychological and um, emotional, energetic pressure. You know, there are times when I have sensory overload. You spend all day, like uh, Kayla said, you go into the city, you see all these people, you think of them as ants. And you see these people, you see the buses, you see all these ways to communicate you see telephone poles and buildings and cars and all this stuff, signs and sounds that you go through and then you lay on all these layers of these spirits that are following us around like natasha just said if you saw what we saw in her room how does one breathe <laughs> matt go ahead i'm gonna address this to kayla natasha what do you have to say about people doing Ouija boards, seance? Don't do it. Unless you're asking for trouble. And why is that? I did it when I was a kid with my mom. And I had something attached to me for a, at least four years. And I had to say a mantra. I call into unity my body, mind, and spirit. This is my body. I release all contracts, cords, and connections that do not align with my body. Go. Like I had to say it on a day-to-day -day basis. My sister's bed was spun around, shook, leg beds were broken down. My sister saw me standing in a corner in our old Victorian house in Silver Lake. There was, we had an attic and a downstairs. Everybody literally lived on the middle floor because nobody, I slept upstairs. My mom's room was downstairs. We all slept in the middle flooring because none of us wanted to be upstairs nor downstairs. Because it was that scary. So her bed, her bed turned around. Yes, it flipped. Her, she's her name is not Linda Blair, is it? No. Okay. See that—that's my point. 
this is why it's so disturbing. Boundaries are a wonderful thing for humans. You know, we can walk through and enjoy a little bit of peace of mind when we really need it in whatever way that we need to go. We can take a hike in the woods and, you know, not find Bigfoot. Or we can go fishing and get a half a dozen delicious trout. We've got all these different ways that we can go do something. But if we're followed around, if when we get to the spirit world, if there are all these, you know, thousands of years of, of spirits stacked on each other, like, you know, molecules, God damn. Well, Matt, go ahead. And then I got something I want to add. This is way out there, but I live in Marysville and down the street, we have highway two. And when I was driving by Highway 2 many, many years ago, I had the experience of hell. The situation was a girlfriend had dropped me. She went with the wrong guy intentionally. But when I drove by that ramp, I felt it. And it was another dimension that was here, but it was an infinity of nothing. You could be going 100 miles an hour for a year and you're not any further away or closer to anything. You you're are. alone, suspended, right mm -hmm. there, fully aware, sober, and it's cold because of the darkness, not the temperature. It's a damnation, basically. But I experienced that going by, and I talked to someone who claimed to be a medium, and they said their souls are going to hell, and I was being grabbed on to prevent that. They were trying to that's what they explained to me, what I was experiencing. It was the most horrifying thing I've ever seen because it went beyond life as we know it. And it had to do with something geographical as I was passing. That brings up <laughs> brings up a very interesting topic. But, before, but, but first, Eric, I want to uh, give you a metaphor. It's kind of like, um, you know who Russell Wilson is. Yeah, I think he... He plays football, right? Yeah, the quarterback of the Seahawks. Yeah, yeah. Now, he's got – these people work solely for him. Yeah. A uh, food um, a nutritionist, yeah. a cook, a masseuse, a workout guy. So he's got this team around him, and all with the one goal of helping him become the best quarterback he can be. It's very similar to what we have with our team on the other side. The first thing they want us to know, in my opinion, is that you guys are really badass for doing this because it sucks down here. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of heartache. There's And, and they are there to support us in any way possible so that we can have the best experience that we can have. Do, do anybody disagree with that, Natasha? I don't disagree with that. That that that's why we're in the physical body is to get the experiences physically, the emotions. You don't go through emotions in spirit like we do here in the physical. You know, we've got the body that does certain things and that kind of thing. So that's why we choose to be here is to be in the physical body. Anybody else? So it's sort of like being in kindergarten getting pushed into the lockers. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it's it's also like um, another another thing I liked. It's like pumpkin pie. Yeah. You like pumpkin pie? I, I love, love pumpkin, pumpkin pie. pie. Has everybody had pumpkin pie here? 
Now, I want you to picture if you are on the other side talking to your friends and uh, they're talking about Thanksgiving and they're talking about pumpkin pie and you've never had pumpkin pie. Describe pumpkin pie for me, please. Tastes like a pumpkin. <laughs> Have you had a squash? Like a squash. <laughs> hey, if you've never had a squash, you've never had pumpkin, you've never had pumpkin pie, you have no earthly idea what it tastes like. Now, it's the guys that have had it, they know what it tastes like, so they can recall it. Cinnamon, clove, nutmeg, and a mix of squishy, jelloey something. <laughs> so, so in order to get that experience of enjoying and eating pumpkin pie, you have to be in the physical. You can't do it from the other side because you don't have any taste buds. So... When you that's when you come here, then you get that experience. So when you go there, you can intelligently talk about what pumpkin pie tastes like. Thank you very much. Have a great day, Matt. That's good, Kevin. Kevin, that's a good example. An analogy: years and years ago, someone who was blind was going to have surgery, an experimental one, to see if they could regain their sight. Approaching the surgery, they gave that person a ball and a cube, so they could tell which one was which even though they didn't have eyesight, just by feeling. They did get the eyesight. They set the ball in the cube down, and they did not know which was which, but they knew they held each of them. Mm-hmm. Same thing you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then that's in, in Natasha, isn't that, isn't that the case that we're here to experience? Yes. And, and part of it is we, we, there are things that we don't know. Even our death is something that we ultimately want to experience. Yeah, it, it's it's something that we know when we come into this world that we're going to have an ending, whatever that ending may be in our choice at that time. And I won't call it always a choice, but the way that we work through things towards our end, that's that's part of the life experience. Um, uh, Kayla, you were you were shaking your head. I forgot why I shook my head though. Now, <laughs> squirrel. So long ago. So long ago. That so. was two seconds ago. Come on. Well, it's just like some people. Some people choose the the passing of of um of cancer. Let's say because they were meant to uh, go through that, knowing that they like my parents. You know, they had illnesses that took them a while to leave because. They needed a time to say goodbye. They needed that exit point. They needed that time to to shift out of this world. You know, like my uncle who, you know, he, he's the day he stopped walking was the day he died, you know, because he didn't want to have that experience of being in the bed. It was just part of his soul journey that when he was done, he was done and he was going to be gone. You know, mm-hmm. it just depends on the soul and its and its wants for that lifetime to to move through things and experience. Yeah, that's like my stepdad, though, when before he passed away, he said, I'm going to leave this world with nobody wiping my ass but myself. I came into this world with it, and I'm going to leave it. So sure as shit, he left this world wiping his own ass, but he, he got to the point where he couldn't do it anymore. You know, There's an epitaph for you. I died, but I wiped my own ass. <laughs> yeah, I wiped my own ass, mom. Put that on the grave. It's like... <laughs> But there, there is something about you know. Never mind. I'm not gonna, I'm Absolutely. Not go there. I'm going to behave myself. I'm not going to go there. There's, there's people in this room that you did well with pumpkin pie, man. That was a good analogy. <laughs> it was. Yeah. It was beautiful. 
have you ever experienced physically because i i've had this happen to me when i was uh, i think it was 14. i was in a barn with residual energy and um you could see like where there was like a rope that was hung around one of the beams and i was standing in there with one of my boyfriends at the time and another friend and i was like looking and talking around and, and i just got this weird feeling and next thing i know I had like a rope feeling around my neck and I was stuck in that position. I couldn't breathe. My boyfriend at the time and his friend like ripped me out of the barn that I was in. This happened in Savannah, Washington, right? In Stanley. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they ripped me out. I come out and I had like a, like handprints or a rope Jeez. mark around my neck. And I ran back to my mom so scared. I told her we're leaving because I don't want to be here anymore. Jesus. I mean, have you guys, anybody else ever experienced anything like this? Or am I the only wonky one here? No, I had my junk touched. That was, that was, you know, <laughs> that all in all, that was a better experience as frustrating as it was that there was no ending. I'm happy that uh, you did not have an ending. Well, but yeah, I am too. I'm glad that I was with the people that I was with at the time. But that just goes to show how open a child and like mm -hmm. Natasha was saying, their vulner vulnerability and their energy that can be taken. Oh, exactly. Uh, Matt? I grew up with a guy who was greatly overly religious to the point where he would kneel on his bed and say his intense prayers. And I respect everybody's faith. This was an Anglo-Saxon slant. And he said one night he was hearing a made of an Indian chanting uh, like a prayer or something right out his window. It was loud enough to awake the whole house. Then he realized nobody could hurt it but him. Okay. So he's doing his stuff inside. Later, that is coming from outside. And then the next night or one of the next nights, when he knelt down to do his prayers on his bed, something grabbed hold of him like a wrestler and pinned him down, almost choking him. And he was held for quite a while, then finally released. Mm -hmm. Good God! Now I I don't I don't have the uh, supernatural one, Kayla, but my brother did hang me. Lovely. Yes, indeed. Jesus. <laughs> we were, we were, Eric, we were talking yesterday, and and Natasha, we were talking yesterday. She's because she says, "What? Are, oh, you've done so much." You we were talking about roofing. We were talking about cabinet building. We were talking about a bunch of stuff. I've had apparently a very unique life. My my. Remember, remember when uh, Hang 'Em High was? Uh, yep. We were watch in the theater watching the previews for Hang 'Em High in 1968. When I was 11 years old. Matt, you you be aware of that? And uh, we had a great big apricot tree in our backyard. And my brother had taken a ladder, put it up, and put a, a, a rope uh, with a loop at the bottom of it, and uh, um, and and put it on the one of the limbs for the. Uh, and so I was being 11 years old. I was pretending that I was in the movie Hang 'em High. And so I got stepped up onto the ladder and uh, um, put the noose around my neck, and my brother pulled the ladder away. God damn. I got That's hung a by a rope swing by my foot. <laughs> That's close. That's close. In a I was dangling in a river. Head oh, first. That's bad. Well, yeah. I was lucky my mom was there. So Why did you choose that scene to enact out of all the scenes? You know, you could have done a shootout. <laughs> <laughs> right? 
You know, you could have been at the bar having a drink. <laughs> because there was a horse. There was a rope and it was there. I <laughs> now I understand. <laughs> Years later, I asked him, what possessed you to do that? And he, 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 he never had, to his dying day, he never had an answer. <laughs> I wanted to see what you looked like dead, man. <laughs> yeah. I, you, you, were, you were dancing the jig. The dead man's jig is what they used to call it back in England. Matt, you would know about that. I should not be laughing. I should not be laughing. Oh, no, it gets, it gets funnier because you know, you know the Band-Aids, not the big ones, but the little ones that, that are designed for like real little cuts? Yeah. I had a rope burn from ear to ear. And so he thought, in his infinite thirteen-year-old wisdom, that if he were to put, if he were to put band-aids around my neck from ear to ear, no one would notice. <laughs> he was wrong. Are you guys close today? <laughs> uh, no, well, he, well, no, and they, we were never close until he, he passed away. And he never explained what possible motive that he had in his mind for yeah, it's it's because it's not like I think everything's going to be okay. I'm just going to pull the ladder away. But and then I said, well, you put the ladder back, right? And he said, yeah, you were screaming <laughs> so damn loud. <laughs> You pussy. <laughs> I was raised Catholic and a friend of mine had lunchtime duty to leave class a few minutes early to go downstairs to get the milk cartons out of that freezer they had that's the size of like a stand-up dresser and then to um, distribute them to classes. And so my friend wanted to play around and he wanted to hide. So he climbed in it and I shut the thing on him and it locks in place unless you lift on the outside. Well, the nuns came and so I got my stuff and left because I figured he was okay. And then later they heard him knocking around and he got in big trouble and he tried to say, you don't understand. I was suffocating. I was, for, you know, it, those things are cold. It's, it's an ice thing. But anyway, um, that's my two cents almost killing somebody. I so was you, worried. I was worried you're gonna tell the story where you put him on the cross and hammer into his hands. <laughs> I'm glad you did not do that. Because crucifixion is, you know, worse than hanging. That that is. That oh by, by far. By far. Oh man. Yeah. Have been so have I'm we just guessing I haven't experienced either one. Huh? <laughs> have we run out of things to say? I can't imagine. <laughs> me neither. So, I mean, so, look, at the, so, look at you guys. Let me ask you, yeah, you guys, you guys are just sitting here. Um, so, so if, if we've got all these, all these entities around us, how do where does reincarnation come into this? It or yeah. does. Do you know how many spirits or souls there are? See that was there's no number to count how many souls there are, and so there's a lineup coming into this plant. I mean, we're not the only ones in physicality you know we've got a lot of star beings that are in physicality that the souls go to and so there's lots of souls that aren't able to be embodied because there's not enough bodies to be in mm -hmm. see and i've always been curious about that 
I've always been curious about that. I don't I don't mind getting weird because you know this is the right bunch and the right right uh, host to do this with. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. I always give out compliments when I can. <laughs> I've always I've always felt that you know souls certainly do come from other places and I'm I have an impression that my soul may be from another place besides this planet. Knock it off, Paulette. <laughs> so, and and you're you're nodding your head, Natasha. Mm -hmm. You agree with that? As oh, I yeah. What are you seeing behind me? I mean, are you no, 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 no. Like, I just I tap into past lives, so I. Ah, okay. That's what I'm seeing is the different things that you've done. So. Oh God. Uh, but I haven't seen fully because you haven't given me permission. But I'm seeing little shadows. Of, of things so of things on other planets mm -hmm. Oof. <laughs> mm -hmm. see that's um i find and in that this wonders. lifetime i mean and and and, and on this planet <laughs> you, you spend a lot of time on this planet you spend a lot of time in this planet yeah well i can see why you know it's a it's a beautiful place to hang out and mm -hmm. lots of interesting things go on and you know the the whole uh, dysfunction of the place is you know amusing yeah matt Natasha, I have a question. We've all heard that there are dead people walking around, meaning that somebody who was buried, and then later it's either them or their bodies being used. Uh, what, what can you say about that? Bodies being used. Well, you know, there's different belief systems in this world. And like I was telling you, Eric, that there are, that this one woman, did some black magic she and there's a lot of there's a lot of those religions i'm going to call them that navigate the right herbs the right timing of things to be able to do certain things it's quite interesting I'm just, that's all i'm going to say because it's not something that i really want to tap in there's a lot of secrecy with some of these that do this and it's not an energy that I wish people to tap into me with. Well, I understand that the Northwest is sort of a hot spot for some of the darker energies or some of the spiritual world. Now we've spoken a little bit about native cultures and I know there were several tribes up here that did participate in some of the darker arts as we mm -hmm. referred to it. That as you have light, you have dark. Yeah, and that was a, a practice, and and those tribes now uh, keep it on the down low. They don't talk about those things unless you're on the inner circle, but it is something that they still access. Mm -hmm. Negativity, <laughs> negative work isn't always negative. You, sometimes you have to, like sometimes for <clears throat> me, I work with certain darkness, like my kid, let's say, had depression. And so being in the fae, the fairies, the elementals, there was the dark and uh, elementals in my kid's bedroom. But that dark entity was helping my kid through depression because depression is dark. You need something equal to navigate with it to pull, to help support that. Cause you have to sometimes meet energy with energy. And so with that, that once, sometimes I'd walk in the room and go up, oh, it's like a vacuum little full let's go empty you out and and so that you can 
keep doing the work that you're doing. And that's what they were there to support my kid with was depression and the darkness that they were, that she was feeling. And so with that, that, that you do have these energies and this, and sometimes you have to know how to um, be in the darkness. Um, Dr. Strange, if you ever watched that movie, that is a perfect example of how to navigate your negative and be neutral with it so that you can bring out the positive in the work. You have to have shadows in order to have light. It's just part of life. And if you know how to be in the shadows, you're not afraid of the darkness, then you know how to how to play it. I don't want to say play in it because it's not like playing in the sandbox, but you you know how to interact with it to move it forward into being in more in the light. Kayla, what do you think about that? I won't. There's always, there's always love and light, dark and light. How, no matter how you look at it, I feel personally though, that negative energy and darkness can be manifested depending mm -hmm. on a person's um, mental state. Um, yeah, that the mental state I would go with. It, it depends on how mentally unstable a person can be coming from me knowing that I was very mentally unstable a year ago when I lost my dad to now there's I let go and released all of that I gave forgiveness and I'm a butterfly breaking out of its shell and that is absolutely true. As a matter of fact, we were talking with Derek yesterday from uh, Mystical Wares, and he had an interesting take, and I'd like your guys' opinion, um, about protection, about protecting yourself from dark energy, from negative energy. And he said, I don't use the word protection, because that sounds more like a condom than it does anything else, uh, which, which Eric could have used. Never mind. Um, but it was, uh, um, it, he uses the word armor. <clears throat> Because if because the connotation of armor is I like that uh, word though. Uh, for yeah. me, I took I took his armor into advice, and I put myself in in Mary Beckman's book as well that I'm reading. She says, picture a color and the word armor. So I put myself in my blue badass shield of armor, and I'm grounded for the day. My armor can change. I just go with the color blue because blue was the first color that popped into my mind. It can change on my um, my moods, you know, <laughs> if I want to be the happy-go-lucky Gemini or if I want to be the split psycho Gemini for a minute, it depends on what kind of armor I want to put on. Does that, now, does that make sense to the three of you? You know, I find it interesting because colors have different frequencies. We see them mm -hmm. in different frequencies. So yellow has a different frequency from blue. There's probably something about that that uh, is inherent to your own frequency that uh is uh, a harbor for you yeah my 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 uh armor is silver silver i, um, I picked up uh charcoal gray <laughs> i so i don't know why you know no and and i use a bubble of love that's my mm -hmm. that's my vibration so that if anything wants to get through it transforms itself into a form of love mm-hmm and yep. so with that, that I wouldn't call it protection. I call it a vibration of love so that it, no matter what hits it, interacts with it, it yep. always gets transformed. 
And now, does that mean, though, that if you walk up to my house, you may see a gargoyle? You may see, you know, like some different things here because especially in this room, but I have dragons. I have, I have different energy entities to help me. You know, when you're doing the spiritual work like I do, you know, you have a front door that you let things in, but you always have a back door. And you have to have something to say no way in my house back door, you know, through your back door. So I always have, I always tell my, my team, you know, you know the work I'm going to do today. You know you, I need to have, and I'm going to use the word protection, but it's not like a, it can be like a condom. I mean, why not? But it is that armor. It's that saying, the door shut, dude, not in my house. And you know, we, so, we, we've all seen those shark cages, you know, those divers get lowered down into those shark cages and they're those big square mm -hmm. cagey things. And, and they look, you know, like the greatest place in the world and the sharks come up and they beat their head. But they say, you know, something that's safer than that, but they can't get humans to really use them. Garbage bags, plastic garbage bags. Really? Yeah, because the sharks can't smell that they, they don't uh, and they don't pick up whatever mm -hmm. is going through those bags. Interesting. So they're actually, yeah, isn't that interesting? So when mm -hmm. you talk about a love bubble, you know, it makes perfect sense. You know, we're all talking about armor. And I'm thinking, you know, Kevin's saying silver and I'm saying charcoal gray. And, and Kayla's saying I steel blue or blue, you know, <laughs> and, and a love bubble makes sense because it's, yeah, <laughs> you know, that it, it works. It's uh, probably more, and since it's a rainbow, since you look at any bubble, it's a rainbow of colors. So mm -hmm. I can see how that uh, bubble would adjust to the energy around you in the way that you would need it because it's being manipulated from both sides. So there's a medium that's working there. If I eat and I'm able to survive elementary school. <laughs> if, if I was in a garbage bag in the ocean and I saw a shark, I'd cake, cake my wetsuit and he'd be able to smell that for sure. <laughs> no, right. I'd I need about 10. I need, I know, man. Cover my juicy flavors. <laughs> I know. I'd be bulking it up too, man. <laughs> but what is the mindset going into the waters with sharks? <laughs> get that fear. Have fun. Get that yeah, here. no, it's it's fear usually. So what are you going to attract to you? Fear. The thing, the the thing that you fear, and so a lot of this is about mindset. You know, it is about the, you know, like when I was talking about the mindset of my kid being depressed and having those dark fiends in there, it wasn't that they were free floating. I mean, it was, they had a job to do and I allowed them there because they were doing the job that they, they said that they would do. And I saw them doing it and I trusted my team of the house to have them in tow to do the work, you know? So it was a collective thing. You walk into my house and people go, ah. <laughs> you know? and that was with an alcoholic husband even, who had dark entities with that with him because he was an alcoholic. You know, so you know, you it's you can you can do things, and I, you know, even if you're saying armor, you still use the word protection when you're using armor. It's it's part of the language. It's just how is it imprinted? How is it perceived? How is it manipulated? I like something that's more flexible because then it works with the energies around me and the mm -hmm. team that I have around me and who I'm supposed to help around me. Sometimes that bubble of love ex um, it expands and gives somebody a hug, you know? So it just depends on what, what it's meant to do. I, I don't control it. 
It's Matt, a bubble. Matt, you've been very quiet in this segment, which is so unlike you. Have you well, thought? I'm taking, I'm taking all this in, and I'm doing my research as we go. And you said something about fear factor and sharks, and I heard that works with animals. They react sensing that. And like often a tough dog will back down if he understands you're not in that league. And so we kind of project what's going to come back, correct? Mm -hmm. Definitely. So I've, got a, sorry. I've got a perspective for everyone. If they're watching, I mean, this isn't the roundest little thing right here, but if you can picture yourself in a C60 circular molecule and protect yourself in a bubble of nothing but love and light, you can prevail to anything you desire. Looks like anything. a kidney stone, man. <laughs> it's not, it's it's an Australian rose. Um, rose Thank thing. God. Yeah. Eric, you and I are going to have to lose some weight to get in there. Oh, man. <laughs> no, this bubble is as big as you can imagine. Kevin, Derek explained it yesterday. If you can imagine putting yourself in a soccer ball shape of love and you can project that love to anyone, it reflects all negative energy that's trying to bounce in to your energetic field. So anything negative that's bouncing into your armor protection, 360 molecule, whatever your love bubble bubble i mean it it's gonna bounce off and go back to the universe if it's not to be expected so by you armoring yourself you're bouncing all negative bullshit back to the universe to where it needs to go bye -bye. there's this great game that i'm looking up and i'm looking up the this great game that that i i saw a few years back and they're these big old um air balls and you go inside of them. Have you seen them? And then yeah. you run like a hamster on them. And yes. You, you bang into each other. That, that's kind of what I'm picturing. You know, life is about now. And I'm trying to figure out the name of that game. And I'm going to rewrite my life mm -hmm. with that yeah. title and say, you know. Just picture yourself in a meditative state. And, and Close your eyes. Picture yourself in a ball of light. Put yourself in that ball. And then just perceive yourself with nothing but love and light. Nothing negative. Nothing nothing bad can get in nor around you. This can, you can do it once a day, twice a day, three times a day, as many times as you need to, to keep that negative shit away. This now, is what I'm struggling with and learning. Yeah. You know? It doesn't mean that life doesn't still happen and nope. you don't still learn and experience it. But what I find is that bubble helps me go to observation mode better. Mm -hmm. It helps me be in observation so that when I'm doing the work, I can go, Oh, that's why this is really happening. Okay, it's not a, you know, yes, I'm grumpy. Yes, I, I'm the mirror here and my husband's being the mirror for me. I get that. But I, it's that whole perspective. It just kind of gives a little buffer to it. And that's when I have a lot of kids when I'm doing parent, you know, conversations and sessions. I tell them, please tell your kids when you're getting dressed, remember to put your bubble on for the day so that they know that they don't have to pick up. There's so many kids that are vibrationally challenged that if they learn to put their bubble on when they're young and they learn that that's just the language, what color today, what's your do, what, what do you wanna do? Put on your bubble, you know, then they don't walk into the vibrations and then they don't feel sick in their tummy as much. They don't feel headachey as much. They don't have all these different 
scenarios that are happening to them because they do have this bubble of protection around them. I learned something interesting yesterday that Kayla told me that that I was totally unaware of about your aura and about she says that when I'm doing a podcast, she can see my aura. Mm -hmm. Explain that. Kayla did. Explain that, Kayla. It's just it's 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 hold on, Naria. My daddy wanted another spider. Another spider. Okay, oh, spiders are alive right now. It's about um, making new webs. What, do we, what new webs do we want to create in our life? <laughs> she calls them skinny legs. Yep. No, spiders are magical. You're singing. Eric, you're such a shit. <laughs> <laughs> was that Tiny Bubbles? That was Tiny Bubbles by Don Ho. Yes, I know. Okay. I totally forgot what I was going to say because my daughter came in now. It had, it had to do with the, you said that you saw my aura when we were doing the podcast yesterday. Oh, it's, it's like, it's like a radiation that mm-hmm. comes around you. Like it, yesterday, it, it, you say it was a red shirt. I say it was orange. We can go back and forth all day, but it, it just, you glistened so bright yesterday in the podcast. And once Derek pointed it out, like I pointed it out to my cousin because I wanted him to see what I was seeing. So I, it's just, it's so bright. And when you it, even, you're supposed to look at people's auras in like a plain back, like black background or a, a plain white background. But on Kevin, you don't have to. Certain people can see the auras without having to have those things. It's more of a practicing skill. But that was actually the, the first time I called it out in realizing that it was your aura that I was really seeing because Derek pointed it out yesterday. That's interesting. Do you see, do you see an aura around to Eric or Matt? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, see? Matt's got more of a pink today. And Eric, Eric has more of that kind of, um, I just want to call it just, it's a, like a Musk. baby blue. A what? Musky. Musky blue? <laughs> mm-hmm. Musky blue. Yeah, it's, 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 it's not like the light blue. It's just, it's, it's more, um, it's almost like the blue that we see down, like you're on the show in that area. It's kind of more like that color. This blue? No, not a little bit lighter. Yeah. And it can change, you know, like, like it almost is, is more changing into, you have yellow now because we've, t- we were talking about it. So your, your aura is recognizing that it's lighter. So it's turning more yellow. Now I see it different than some people. Some people see it for real. I'm seeing it kind of like in my mind's eye that, that that's what's going on. Mm-hmm. And so does that, the aura itself is a self-protection mechanism as well, is it not? Yes. Oh, well, that's what, that's where everybody. It's like your radar right there. That's your. The what are those? That what is that radio wire? You mm-hmm. know, like that's your antenna. That's what makes you stand out so much. Is your aura? Is your antenna? That's where you stand out and where you prevail in life. You shine the brightest. It's like, it's if you look at it as the chakras. It's like a rainbow. Amazing, Matt. 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 One of the seniors I used to do a lot of volunteer with, she talked about that, and she said years ago she worked in San Francisco, and she could detect that a very ugly, evil person was in that building. And then one day she was in the same room with them, and it was just a horrible feeling, and she could sense him coming and going. Then the day came where he met 
foul play in Las Vegas. But she said she felt that before he, she could see him. He was mm-hmm. close enough. And we, I, we go ahead. Go ahead, Natasha. I call my aura like my cat whiskers. It's the ends of the cat whiskers. And it's our energy field. That's why when we're dark and 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 we're kind of tired, our aura is more, re, you know, it just has less vibration. But if we're doing something that we really love, it's like, zing, you know, it's like beaming all over the place. That's why yesterday you were in alignment, Kevin, with what was going on. And when you're in alignment with it, when you're in synchronicity with it, that's when the aura goes, yes. And, and that's what was happening with you, that everything was just going, yes, we're on the right track. And, and so your aura was just standing at attention. It's kind of like the cat whiskers going, there's a cat, there's a mouse out there and I'm going to get it. And I got to feel where it's at. You know, it's just one of those things. Or like my little mantra, K-Wa, 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 you know? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so Eric, what do you think about having a uh, little energy field around yourself? Oh, I like it. I like it, you know, and I like that it changes colors. Uh, you know, I, I would love to see, oh, a sports team, or if I had the abilities to see auras, I would love to see a sports team or perhaps uh, a theater group that's really doing wonderful work. You know, how, you know, a great theater group, a, a great performance will be done. I would love to be able to see auras and see what happens during that compared to times when things aren't going well. You but can practice you can, seeing it. Yep, that's what I was going to yeah. say. You you can practice. What's what's stopping you from being able to do it is by what you just said and how you said it. I would love to now say I want to. I'm going to. You have to change that mindset. I, see. I wanted to see 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 see, and when I asked Derek, I wanted it handed to me right then. I couldn't have it handed to me right then because I already had everything. I was like the top chef that had to sit there and open up all of my doors that needed to be opened. And boy, are they just now opening. <laughs> they, re- they really are. She's, she's having quite, quite the uh, awakening spring. It's pretty, it's been summer. It's, it's pretty amazing. So, but she's absolutely right. Is that language means a lot when you're talking about uh, positive affirmations and being, <laughs> so when you when you say, I want to be rich, you know what the universe is going to give you? The ability to want to be rich. You might never be rich, but you're going to have, you're going to want it. For, but, if you, but if you say, I'm, I'm rich beyond my wildest dreams, and then you work your ass off, you'll be there. You can do it. I'm, I'm, curious, about, I'm curious about the collective energy. And, you know, it wasn't just an observation. It was a question about, well, collective energy. When, if we have our own aurora, own Aurora? Aurora. Aura. 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 Thank you. If we have our own aura, then of course we must have some sort of uh, collective aura if we're involved in a group performing some sort of a task mm-hmm. that uh, wraps the whole group. It's a combined color of whatever is made up. And there must be some similar effect when things go well and when things are not going so well. well have you a- guys, since you guys can see those auras, what are your thoughts about that? It's kind of like a collective of a many different auras that we get. And, and, and then that creates a bubble of a combinedness of everything. But we still are individuals in that group setting. 
-hmm. but yet at the same time those auras do create color that creates let's say the um the rainbow now mm -hmm. is that something that can affect because you know they talk about the power of prayer and they have prayer groups and i do believe that prayer does affect people you know it doesn't matter what mm -hmm. religion or whatever i think it's just about uh providing good energy good thoughts and sending it out into the universe to perform whatever task i think that's what prayer is so but uh, prayer is effective and that's got to be a group energy mm -hmm. right the healing energy just like mary beckman's group so mm -hmm. there's got to be some level where it affects others correct mm -hmm. yes so if enough people are on board, is this how elections are won? What they can, they can make ahead. an impact. What and I'm going to use, sorry, Kevin, I'm going to okay. use, um, okay, there was a hurricane that was coming to Florida, right? This was a couple years ago. There was a lot of people that prayed that it wouldn't hit Florida, right? Where did it stop? It stopped over Jamaica and it stopped over the islands there because the energy of prayer stopped it. Now, people would have prayed that let, instead of stopping the hurricane, if they would have prayed, let it go back out into the ocean, let it, we're gonna deter it, we're gonna push it away and out, then they, it probably would have moved further away. It may still hit Florida, but it wouldn't have had so much of an impact. So that's the difference between Prayer, we got to be careful what we pray for. Should we stop it or should we just ask it to move around? Like for me, when I feel a big amount of energy coming to me, I ask it to move around instead of instead of saying stop, I'll ask it to shift it. It's kind of like the, the idea of some of the uh, uh, Asian like um, judo and that kind of stuff. Is, is that you have greater power with energy when you move with it than when you stop it. And that's the, that's the difference between language, prayer, and how do we manipulate energy. But then there's one more thing that, that, that I want you all guys to consider, and that is the impact of free will. Because you can pray all you want, but if the individual that you're praying for, if they're if they get to choose, and at some level they're choosing what they get, what's happening to them. Yeah, I, I think of pray the gay away. There's yeah. that exact circumstance. Mm -hmm. Exactly, you can't pray the gay away because that's not possible. Nope. And and there are certain things that because of free will that uh, you you can't do. So so and but it, there's nothing wrong with if you talk to. John Edward, if you talk to Neil Donald Walsh, if you talk to all these guys, they talk about meditation and prayer. Um, I think they're both equally as important. And uh, um, as a matter of fact, Kayla ha is making people cry because she's using a, a brand new form of meditation that, she, that she's discovered through uh, Mary and her book. What's the name of her book? So we can put that out there. I'll actually just show it right now. And what's it called? The Art of Energy, Galactic and Celestial Light Clothes for Healing and Empowerment by Mary Beckman. And she's got a meditation in there that uh, Kayla started to tell us about your experience of that. 
Um, wow. So as I'm reading the book, I'm kind of um, downloading it all into myself as I'm reading it. Um, and it was a visit to Nirvana meditation. Um, it was pretty much me focusing on my breath, me going into a mind state of um, a wonderful field with flowers, blooming trees, running water, um, tables and chairs set out with sparkling water everywhere. Um, I'm in my own heaven type thing. Um, I see my deceased loved ones before me. I'm happy to be there visiting them. Um, as I walk past the tables, I see familiar faces of people that I don't know. They are ancestors. I see my beloved pets. Um, they are all happy to be there with me. I sit with my family as I enjoy this time. And then I'm well rested. I find myself back at my front door and in my house and re-completely rejuvenated. And I bawled like a baby doing this. And I did this to my mother this morning because I wanted to see if it worked. And right where I started crying was where my mom started crying. That's how I know it worked. Exactly. Um, yesterday on Sunday, I did Martha Norwalk's Animal World, which also uh, Natasha does on the previous one. And a gal did a meditation that was virtually identical. I don't mean close. Virtually identical to one that I have up on my podcast that he recorded for me in 2003. That's how I know that those things are real and they're not coming from our head. They're coming from our heart and from the other side because it was it was it was unbelievably close. Um, Natasha or, or Matt, you're, you're quiet again, Matt. Well, I'm following this conversation and I'll inject this now. Throughout my life, I never had big plans. I had thoughts introduced to me. Mm -hmm. Whenever I did something kind of bold, or it was something suggested within me, like a guidance being told. Okay. And so, yes, I do pray and whatnot, but I'm kind of going with that current, like it's going to tell me and I follow it. But that's been my entire life. You see what I'm saying? You're it's following not even, more of your intuitive, empathic side that you have. Yes, you're it's not, allowing it to come in. Yes, it's not me plotting a course for big things. It's something getting my attention, and then I get lined up and follow that current, and then do my part to develop with it. I agree. I I couldn't agree more. Natasha, what do you think? I I do a form of that myself. For me, I have this one votive that I light a candle, and it's my magic candle, and it has little sparkles on it. And I can change the votive going in, or the the candle going in, but the 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 holder stays the same. And every time I light it, I do my mantra. You know, let this be the light in me, so I can be the light in others. And when I started doing that, that's when Kevin came into my life. That's when I started doing more of this. I I got somebody to do my website. You know, it was like this magic created for me to do things, you know, at the same time, I hurt my foot, but that made me sit down and do my own website. You know, it's one of those things that you have these abilities to have things happen when you start putting intention, but it's that, that wording, it's the wording, 
let me be i am the i i am receiving i am completed in i am in flow with i am in alignment with those around me it's those wordings that really bring in the 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 breath in the breath out of moment and that's even the wording i use let me be the breath in let me receive let me have the breath out so i can give and it's that whole process of in and out you know Two years ago, I started this podcast with nothing. Now, look, I've got four people who are very, very talented individuals that I have uh, somehow magically drawn to me, as well as people like Coriel and Regan and, and others. And uh, it's because I made the intention originally that I would like to have the opportunity. I would like to change the world. And uh, you, you folks are people that I've picked up along the way and because this is going to become a movement. It's going to become, you know, let's get rid of hate, division, and fear. Let's take care of each other. We're all one. When we're talking about auras, um, our auras touch each other in, in either positive ways or negative ways. And so if you look at the collective, our auras are all connected. Mm -hmm. and, that's, and that's the basis for we are all one. And so, you know, I, I, I appreciate you guys. You guys are, you guys are pretty awesome. And I made you all up. You are, it's like the matrix. We're in a computer and I, I made you guys all up. So I hope you don't mind that you're not real, but I made you up. Don't boot me. You're in my head. I, I, I like this reality. I, and I actually me. say that in this reality that I'm living right now, <laughs> I'm choosing to have. <laughs> It's, 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 it's truly true. And, uh, um, and you know, it's, it's, it's fun when we, when we look at what we can accomplish individually and together, if we set our intentions correctly. Do you agree with that, Kayla? I definitely agree. I, I look at it right now as this conversation that we're in, look at it as a tree, look at all the, you know, pure oxygen that's coming in. Look at all of what the tree does, let alone all living plants. They take in all that bad carbon dioxide and push out new so we can live and breathe. If we were to, as a human, took on a tree or a plant role, we would thrive as a nation, as one. We would succeed. If we put one foot in front of the other and all marched on one and marched to two and marched to three, we would be all one. But we're stuck on just one. We can't go past one because we can't walk together. This is what this podcast is about, Kevin. We are here today with our light pink aura that I have accumulated out of our group. We're here because we want to change the world one person at a time. And if it's not one person at a time, it'll be later on down the road. But we're here to make an impact to change people because that's the good in every single one of us sitting here today. Holy crap. You know, three months ago, you know, I never would have got that out of your face. Probably not. Matt. <laughs> you, you said light pink aura. Uh, just to find that real quick for me. Light pink aura to me um, is love. It's the heart chakra. Like what Derek was talking about yesterday. When you, um, the aura with, what is rejuvenating people may or may not see it they may see it now that i said light pink it just depends it's the group 
love that we put in to it that is manifesting the light pink aura that is protecting, armoring, shielding each and every single one of us. It's either it's either that or your homo or your latent homosexuality. But no, I'm kidding. No, uh, far I, from I, it. <laughs> Just kidding. And Natasha, what do you think? I so concur that that's that's the the joys of doing something when it's in alignment with love that we do get that energy of pink it, i just see it as a rainbow that it's like this glorious colors that just meld together and make these magicalnesses and it just it's that alignment with spirit it's that alignment with spirit that we're on right now and and I, that's what love does is gets us on the alignment with movement and yay thank you thank you for being here getting this going kevin oh this I'm, I'm i'm having the time of my life i do have to tell you this is the greatest um well it's been my passion for like ever and it's my great the greatest moment when little things like i've known eric for 30 years but i haven't known him for six months <laughs> he was he was a close friend of two close friends of mine that I knew he was at the same wedding. He was at their wedding and I was at their wedding. We never met until six months ago, but he has been, he, he's been around the entire time. Kayla's been around forever as well because she's a badass. So are you, so are you, uh, Matt. And the, the, it, it's just bringing it all together so that we can actually collectively, individually and collectively make a difference for how we're viewing the world that we live in. And we can make that change. We can make those changes. All right, get off my soapbox now. You guys go. <laughs> well, and, and, I, and I'm getting tapped to say this. Now, we have a lot of beings <laughs> with skin in this world with depression. And from my understanding that if you yourself can picture your aura being a different color, let's say pink, yellow, mm -hmm green, blue, you can actually help yourself get lighter feeling. I'm not going to say out of depression, but you can change your vibration enough to maybe get up out of the bed or get up out of your chair or get, get dressed for the day. You know, there's, you know, just that process or even maybe get out of the house for a change, which when you get out of the house, then your aura changes again because of the energies of what you're seeing outside of you. But sometimes when we can picture that changing of our auras, that helps us in our own vibration. Yes, Matt. Your auras, in a sense, call out to specific people, or even though there could be a great distance between the two of them, they naturally cross paths. They get to confront one another. That is that has been proved true by the very nature of the fact that um, both of these ladies are are really pretty psychic, and Natasha she can talk to anybody in the world at any time and tap into their energy because and it doesn't have to be in the same room, it doesn't have to be in the same country, it could be anywhere in the world because our energy is that way. And we're I don't quite know how it works, but I know that it does work. Frequency. But in turn, they just naturally there's something about the universe or whatever where they know to go towards that because it has their name on it. Mm -hmm. Well, look at yeah. what I did. 
I just randomly started going on, on podcasts, went to Derek's store a year ago, met Mary Beckman, followed Mary Beckman, followed her to Kevin's podcast, messaged Kevin and Regan and you guys. And here I am today. I don't know if it's the Moldavite and the Shungite that's got to do with it, but. (laughs) Well, I used to do the same thing when I was at home. My mom wasn't always at home. I would call my mom. Mom, come home. I need you to get, I need, I don't have a key to get in the house. Get home, please. And within, and this was the time when we didn't have cell phones. So it was, it was my way of of calling my mom on the literal Mm -hmm. phone without calling my mom on the phone, you know, Mm -hmm. Get home, please. I really need you to get home. And I need it more sooner than later, please. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's just these moments. And pretty soon she would say, oh, I got that feeling. I got to go home. And she'd come home probably within the hour. But otherwise it would have been three, you know. So with that, the, that as we're going through life, that's the whole energy thing. You know, we started out the show with being about uh, haunted houses and things like that. But it's all about energy. Mm-hmm. It's really all about energy. Eric? Yeah, you're pretty quiet. Am I? Well, <laughs> no, I'm not. I, you. <laughs> my experience is very similar to Matt. You know, sort of an intuitive process. And I've been thinking about uh, the times that things have really felt right in my life was when I've locked into a group of people and I know I'm supposed to be there with these people. Like we've talked about this drum corps thing, Kevin, a number of times. I know that I was supposed to do that with those people at that time. I know that for sure. Mm -hmm. And there's been other things in my life that I've done when I volunteered at an animal rescue. I know that I was supposed to do that there at that time. And like this feels right to me. There are times in your life where things feel right. And I think we can all discern what feels right and what, you know, it's sort of, yeah, this, this works or this is okay. And there's a difference when, yeah, this is great. This, this, this feels right. Eric, last week you said to me, you look forward to this and this is your favorite hour or two hours of the week. Yeah. And you look forward to it. You, you know what that means? That means that that's in your passion. That's your purpose. And that's what you're supposed to be doing because you feel it. You feel it in your heart. You feel it in your soul. It's because, and by the way, you're very good at it, isn't he, Paulette? Um, so you're very good at, be, at being here. You you have a home here for as long as you want it. And uh, my goal is to make the four of you um, wealthy enough to where we can do this and we don't have to worry about any of it. There is no other place during the week where I can go two hours without having to go to the restroom. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Matt, Matt, you, you or you put it off. <laughs> exactly. Matt, you're raising your hand. You got to go pee? Yeah. Along the subject, see, I'm getting quite an education here. I'm a student on this show. I'm getting so much, and I'm looking up little things to kind of bridge the gap here. I'm loving it. Here's one for you. Years and years ago, my daughter and I were doing something, and I challenged rush hour when I didn't have to, and it was bogged up really bad. There was a accident somewhere and I still did it when I know better. And to make a long story short, we eventually were guided to go single file and we went right by a car fire, but everybody was out. It was all suits. It was like 
office people. It was one gal and four guys. And so I went through all this just to see if fire, everybody's safe. And I cast a prayer to them. And I also cast a prayer to the woman standing there because I just felt a sadness. And what happened was I met her a couple weeks later because we had a common friend and she saw a picture of my daughter on their mantelpiece and there was some connection, but it was that type of twilight zone thing, whatever. But that accident led up to a prayer that led up to meeting somebody who was a very good person to know for that time. Amazing. Yeah, something just made me go against all my logic and there we were. Well, I'd like to I'd like to just point out because I'm I'm Kayla and both both Kayla and Natasha. Natasha went to um, she made a decision. That's where it starts. She made a decision that she wanted to pursue her gifts. And so she got a message. Call Martha Norwalk. Call Martha Norwalk. She called Martha Norwalk. They hooked up. She was on the show. She's now regular on the show. I was on the show, and uh, um, and that's how I got to know Natasha. And so over the course of that time, it has just kind of blossomed and moved forward because she acted mm-hmm. with her intuition to take action to make it work. Kayla did the same exact thing a year ago. Go ahead, Matt. Your present residence, I lived there in that park, and I almost bought it, which would have meant no Kevin. And I was in there looking around, and this is great. This is a home waiting to happen. Now let's see what new friend is going to move there. I knew to turn it down, but I stayed around, and look how it played out, Kevin. Well, it was interesting because uh, Martha Norwalk said, we got a new advertiser. His name is Matt Shea, by the way. Go to matchabooks.net and you can buy a book of his and uh, or an audio book that I voiced and all that kind of stuff. So mattsheabooks.net. In any event, he comes in. We're sitting in the lobby downstairs. Uh, Martha comes down because we're, we're meeting after the show, and then we're going to go out to lunch. And uh, Matt's talking to me, and, and I said, well, he said, well, where, where do you live? And I said, well, I'm just moving into a brand-new uh, new place for me, and it's Bow Lake. It's a 55-plus uh, community. And he said, that's where I live. And it was like, what? So he lived two blocks away. Um, and it was, so it's all serendipity. It's, there are no coincidences, everything, it moves at the pace that it's supposed to move to be successful into the ultimate game of what gain of what we're looking to accomplish. But Kevin, yeah, I almost bought that place and I delayed any activity and it served a long enough gap where Kevin McDonald found his home. It all worked out that sense of timing you're talking about. Well, let me let me take it one step f- further than that. When I came here to buy this place, my son was with me. We just drove by, had some other some other drivers that lived here, and so th- that's how I was familiar with it. And so we we can pull in and we are talking with a real estate lady, and she takes us to one place. Didn't like it at all. Then we came here immediately, and. Uh, and my son liked it. He loves the place. I like it. It's 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 just perfect for me. And that's where my studio is today. And so they they wanted uh, it's it's from 1969, which means that they you can't get financing on it. And so 
he had a price on it. I came in with a little bit lower price. I didn't have the cash, but I just kind of you know said I did. And so my son and I leave here. We go to BECU, which is where I bank, and I say, I would like to talk to you about um, upping my credit card limit and upping my uh, and getting a personal line of credit and stuff. And she said, well, let me look and stuff. And, and as Eric can attest, bus drivers make decent money. And so they gave me, they upped my, my credit enough to be able, I could take my money and the extra money, buy this cash and was able to get that done. I wouldn't have been able to do it any other way. And it was all by divine design. Then I moved in, broke myself twice, had to have two surgeries, and now I can't work except for this. And so that's why I do 10 or 10 of these, 10 to 15 of these a week. And uh, Eric gave me the nicest compliment earlier. He said that the, the content that, that you put up is really good. So I wanted to thank you for that, Eric. It's just a fact. You're welcome. It's a fact, and I think that's a fact traceable by it. Now you got 10,000 downloads on YouTube and and your other your other outlets. You're, you're doing very, very well. You know, that's, you know, testament to the quality of work that you do. But it's not me. There's so many other things out there. Well, the, you, you bring in the people. You bring in the people. And, and the people that come in are very good at what they do. And that attracts attention. And let's face it. You know, like I said before, um, Best Buy has a whole aisle dedicated to people that can go and buy things to put on podcasts. So there's a lot of competition out there, uh, people doing podcasts. And there's a reason why you're doing well, because it's the cream of the crop. Well, thank you, Matt. Kevin? Yep. There was intervention that put both of us there. My wife, my excuse me, not my ex-wife. She's passed away years ago. But my oldest sister and my daughter were the ones that found my residence before you moved in. And then things came into play where that place was reserved for you. In regards to who I am, there have been a few times where I called you at night because I needed a Kevin-type friend to get something off of my mind, to get an explanation and understanding. And you never failed me. You're always here to pick up that phone. And so there's quite something here, this guy that you are, the five of us together here, everybody listening. But uh, there's a lot to it. There's a lot of intervention, quite a gift, quite a connection. I, I agree. And, uh, and Natasha, you, you've been around for a while. What do you think of our little adventure? Oh, you know, it's like this day when um, I called up and Regan and Matt, you were there. And yes. Regan was on on um, was the host, and I called in because the subject was about uh, souls and um, past lives. And I called up saying that I remember being born, and that kind of led into me being part of the show for what was it, forty five minutes or so, or something like that. And then we kind of went into the synchronicity of things, and the ball started rolling. And I had this intuitive picture that you just said, "Well, we're going to do a podcast, and we were just going to be on." And I said, "No." No, 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 no. We got to be bigger. Can we get on YouTube? Can we get on Facebook? Can we get on? And then that's where your technology, because mine was kind of not there. That's why you came into my life, because I need someone to help me with technology, started the ball rolling and we just started conversating. And it's just amazing when we get on the, the, um, the soul's walk, 
and we get in alignment with that, it's amazing how the energies of the spirit that hooks up with our so our um, auras, that hooks up with the people around us, that it just kind of, it's like the collective text or the collective phone call that you can call more than one people, you know, at one time. It's just that collection that our energy just says, okay, we're ready, we're ready, we're ready. And it kind of all came in. And this is a great forum for that. Yay, for, thank you for listening. I was yeah. ready to explode. Oh, God, I was ready to explode. <laughs> he put up with me for that summer. <laughs> and Kayla is, has uh, done the same thing. Um, she, has, she came, well, her story is she just showed up because she wanted to talk to Regan. Huh? I said, I love you, Paulette. Yes. You, Paulette is the coolest person that we know. I think. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. She is, she, she is something. And, and we, we appreciate you very much. And, and so we, as a group, we're just going to continue and it, great things are going to continue to evolve around this and around us. Yes, Natasha. And I wanted to say something that last week I listened to your show and having a daughter that is transgender. Thank you. Thank you for having a voice for those that are trying to find their voice. I, I am forever grateful that I know that I'm only one perspective, but at the same time, I every time that I get, help somebody with a voice, I'm grateful to do that. And so thank you for having a forum for that long to have that discussion, to be out there with that vulnerability. It, it was a gift to listen, thank you. You are most assuredly welcome, and and uh, Eric and Matt and Kayla, you guys are 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 awesome. This is this is proven to be uh, my favorite podcast of the week, and uh, uh, except for of course Natasha's on Monday and Wednesday and and stuff, but. <laughs> But I, I tell you, oh, this can be your favorite. I, I'm just because I wanted to come here too. That's why I said, uh, "Can I come and play with you guys?" <laughs> it is. It is the most fun. It it just is the most fun. And and I I will tell you this, Eric, young man, is that you're stuck. You can't go away. Because I liked it when it was it was you, and then Matt wonderfully came on, and then Kayla wonderfully made, came on. So it just got bigger and bigger and yeah, better. Oh, thank you. I sure have a good time. It it is something that that we are going to take this. See, each of us in our own way is trying to make a difference in the world one person at a time, mm -hmm. and that's really ultimately the only way that you can do it is one person at a time. And when Eric is driving his bus, I know I was there. He is. He makes a difference in somebody's life every single day. Kayla's got a, a, a powerful life. She's got a lot going on, and she still has time for for this little old thing. So, and I appreciate it, Matt. You're always always welcome on anything that I do. You add something that no one else adds, and I appreciate that. And Tasha, the same thing. Thank you. Amen to so, that, Kevin. Huh? Said so, amen to that, Kevin. Absolutely. Young ladies and gentlemen, it's it's such a pleasure, and it's nice to have uh, a growing audience. And and all we want you to do is to is to understand that you have the ability to do anything that you want to do, and just just know that and just do it. 
Okay. We got about uh, four minutes left. Matt, anything you'd like to add before we go? MattShea.net. Uh, MattShayBooks.net. Go there and buy a book. He's, he's a fabulous author. Okay. Now you can say something. I appreciate Kayla, Eric, Natasha, yourself, Kevin. And so often I'm part of the audience because I am learning so much. And I've been keying off words here. I'd hear key words different people would say and get different definitions of them and stuff like that. And it's an education. I learn. I expand. I always leave here with more than what I offered. Thank you, everybody. Gayla? Thanks for joining, everyone. If you're listening, I, I appreciate each and every single one of you guys. You guys are a hoot and a holler. You guys make my Wednesday in these two hours of an enjoyable breeze. So the more people we can spread love and light to and, and let them know that they can have the empowerment to be a badass, let's let's kick this ball rolling and make them amazing. I really like the fact that, that uh, your English is a little salty. Your your disposition <laughs> is a little, <laughs> and but but that just goes to show that you can be anything. But you you are a lovely lady, a positive person, and we appreciate having you here, Eric. Spread the light. Make That's it colorful. It. Spread but, the light. Make it bubbly. <laughs> by and the if way, you can't make it bubbly. Drink bubbly. That'll make you spread the bubbly. <laughs> and then we'll all be bubbly and, and lit. <laughs> and I would like to add that Eric is, and it's a mission of mine to get Eric to uh, um, publish some of his uh, short stories and what he's done. Because that would be hilarious. He is, a, he is a gifted author in his own right. Uh, he both he and Matt are gifted authors. And uh, Natasha, uh, we've got a date in two hours. So I'm uh, gonna... Actually, it's only an hour. Are we doing it at three? No, we're doing it at four. Oh, that's right. It's three. <laughs> Who's on first? On the podcast. Who's on first? Yeah, I'll be on third. Man, absolutely. <laughs> so, Natasha, you get to you get to give us the last word. That you know, we're all unique. And I appreciate everyone's uniqueness. And it's time to let our uniqueness shine the love that it is. And I just, I'm grateful whenever I see someone doing that. And I even say that to someone when I can. So please remember you're unique and shine that love. And I'll see you in an hour. Yes, indeed. Just enough time to go have something to eat and so forth. And uh, Matt, thank you. I'm uh, forever grateful. Kayla, you can't get away. Eric, you can't get away either. And neither can you, Natasha. You can't get rid of me. <laughs> and and I, just, I just want to uh, implore the people that are listening now and in the future. Um, we really do have your best heart, your best intentions in our heart. And we really do want you to live the life that you are capable of living. So there's lots of content here. Listen to some of this. Tell your friends. Um, just please support the work because we can make a difference and we can, we can really change the world if we all work together. Anybody disagree with that? So silence. It, <laughs> I, I, I know I talk too much and then you guys are like, all right, we'll just 
in this thing. So it's, I appreciate all you guys. I appreciate the folks that are listening now and in the future. And uh, you all take care of yourselves. And, uh, and remember, you can do anything you want. Right? Yep. That's right. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. <laughs> you guys stay right where you're at. Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other's all we've got. See you next time on My Independence Report.